Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Jenna Carl of Bleach Lab. That's Bleach Lab, I tell you, the band that everybody is talking about. This was the band that so many of my friends have been nudging me about and Six Music are in love with this band right now. And go check them out, first and foremost. And uh, and if you need any more reason to fall in love with them, just listen to this delightful chat uh, with front person Jenna because she's lovely and you're about to find out. Um, how how she fell into music and 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 the instruments that she grew up learning, which are not it's not your kind of textbook. Yeah, well, I bought a guitar and I started writing songs. Um, there's some very very uh, interesting uh, instruments have, have found their way uh, found their way into her life, and it's a lovely chat. And uh, and it's coming your way very very soon. Just a few thank yous first. So thank you to Scroobius Pip. And everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network, which this podcast is very, very happy to be part of. Thank you to 76 for producing this podcast. And thanks to you lot for continuing to support this podcast and give us likes, loves, shares, retweets on the socials. I really, really appreciate it. So, so just a big thank you to you lot as well. Um, and also, new listeners, if this is your first time checking out off the beaten track then when you get to the end of today's natter with jenna then go and explore the back catalogue there's over 350 episodes available um with if you like your your musicians and bands and you can hear me talking to artists such as idols sleaford mods motley crew foo fighters suede oh gosh hundreds hundreds um larue Oh God, I'm not even going to rattle any more off because there's there's hundreds. So go and have a look. And I speak to comedians such as James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Jade Adams, uh, Macy Adams, um, and also uh, actors Maxine Peake, Amanda Abington, Joe Hartley, Thomas Turgus, Michael Smiley. Oh, the list goes on. So um, yeah, once you finish today's episode, go and have a rummage in the archives and see what you. See what you fancy. Um, and if you want any more, then there's another 200 episodes in my Patreon page. Uh, and if it, you're, you're prepared to pay 79 pence a month, what's that, 20-odd P a week, then you get access to a back catalogue of 200 episodes, radio shows, video episodes, 
yeah, all sorts of stuff. And uh, and you also get to support the podcast because um, all them pennies go in the pot to uh, ensure you get a nice sounding podcast. Right. Enough of that. Enough of me just wittering on. Let's uh, let's get some good chat. And, uh, and that's going to come uh, in the way of today's guest. So please enjoy today's episode of Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Jenna Carl of Bleach Lab. Sorry, I've interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now. And you may have heard me talking about the products from the cacao bar and there's gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, And what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to. And all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track podcast, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Jenna, how you doing today? Hello, yeah, not too bad. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Um Jenna, before we get onto your playlist today, I just kind of want to ask you to cast your mind back sort of, you know, I guess 18 months and and just tell me a little bit how the bizarre kind of place that we all found ourselves in uh, recently, how that affected you personally and creatively? Well, I mean, so, I mean, personally, I ended up sort of, so I live in Brighton um, and I sort of, I'd only lived here a a few months before it all happened. Um, So I found myself going back to my families and staying there for however long it was. I can't even remember now for the first lockdown. Um, and yeah, I just kind of went reverted back to being a teenager again, just living with my parents, um, which I think a lot of people did the same and it was kind of, kind of strange, but also I think I was quite fortunate in that I have, like I had quite a nice time and a lot of walks and, um, living in the countryside again was quite nice. Um, and it was a bit of an escape from, from the city, obviously in Brighton and everything, um, so it didn't feel quite as scary and daunting being, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Um, but yeah, creatively, I mean, I I never stopped working, still working the whole time um, through all of the lockdowns. But I found that without the sort of pressure to socialise um, and to always be doing something, I managed to sort of find quite a lot of time to be maybe more reflective um, and peaceful. And, you know, um, it sort of allowed me to have some time to write more lyrics and like think about, think about sort of the things I want to start writing about more as well. Um, And then as a band, I mean, the guys and I, we've always lived a certain distance away from each other anyway. 
Um, so with writing and, and being able to create new music, we were, we were already kind of used to having to do things via, you know, social media and, and sort sure. of um, virtually anyway. So we continued to, to write um, and we just did that in the form of I sort of invested in, in equipment to be able to write from home and record demos and things. Um, and I think collectively as, as a four, we, we have said in a few other interviews, you know, that we are quite grateful for, for the downtime because um, it allowed us to sort of develop our sound a little bit more and, and be and take our time with it a little bit more as well, um, rather than, you know, rushing out straight away and, and starting to play loads and loads of gigs because that was the plan originally, obviously. Um, but, yeah. Did it... He- like in regards to the kind of writing process Jenna was that something that obviously just finding yourself in a situation where the the kind of world stopped turning and did that to you feel like okay right well this is an opportunity now to write and did that was that something that you sort of jumped straight into or was it was it something that you kind of waited until it 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 felt right because I spoke to so many bands that are, are kind of just thought, oh, fuck, I'm not touring. Brilliant. Like, I've got this time now. And then all of a sudden just thought, actually, do you know what? I'm just really enjoying spending time with my family. I don't want to push myself to do something until it feels right. Absolutely. I mean, I think think there was a certain amount of procrastination, I think, at the beginning. Um, A lot of baking and things to, you know, take our minds off of everything. But I think it was a few... I don't think it was very long until we knew that we had to start being proactive. Um, And I think we were very concerned because we were so fresh. You know, we had our first gig in December um, and we were looking forward to, you know, a year of of starting to get going, building up the momentum. And, you know, we were really looking forward to it. And then obviously it all sort of went a bit um, (laughs) pear-shaped. Sorry. And then it was just like, how can we continue to keep this, you know, momentum up for ourselves? Um, so we didn't really leave it too long to, until we started being being productive. And I think we were, I get really confused because it's, it was all, it's all such a blur like the last two years, but my understanding is that we were writing our, and recording our first EP we were um, during sort of summer around just when we were coming out of lockdowns yeah. uh, we had a lot to work towards so we weren't you know we weren't we didn't have nothing to to sort of work on yeah. um yeah and before we get on to places well like, how have you found like because uh i've had two guests on here that have chosen your band uh for the final track yeah. uh uh so i've had two different guests um uh, pick pick bleach labbers as as, uh, as a track and so <laughs> how um how have you found the i mean i i first heard you uh quite a while ago now on, on six music who seem to be very big supporters of, of of what you do and like how have you found the the interest and the the attention that that that, that the band's got of of, of late I mean, it's still very surreal. Um, it's obviously amazing, you know. Um, we've been sort of going around the, the country a little bit and we've been up to sort of Manchester and Leeds and, and Sheffield and things like that and sort of meeting people who 
obviously it's not too many people because we're still very very fresh and new but there's a few people that we've sort of met and they're like oh yeah I've come down here um just to see you guys and we're like wow <laughs> like that's just it is very surreal for all of us I think because we're all none of us are outwardly sort of outgoing and confident and um you know that kind of not we're not that kind of people those kind of people but yeah we're quite modest so I think when those kind of things happen we're a bit like oh it's, it's lovely right surely it's, it's lovely so nice. it's so lovely like we had um we went to play in Reading the other day which is somewhere I've only ever been to go to the festival really sure. um and there was a lady right at the front bless her, that was going crazy knew all the words and she just kept she was screaming the whole way through she was like I've come here just to see you guys and we were just like <laughs> that's just so nice <laughs> so nice oh um, wonderful yeah. Wonderful. Well, we'll pick back up on, on, on your music, I'm sure, uh, uh, throughout this podcast. But let's chat about somebody else's uh, now, because I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me for track one, do you know what the song is you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please? OK, so for me, I think the song with the greatest intro is a song by Krangbin. Um, and it's called So We Won't Forget. Um, it's from their album in 20, album release in 2020. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the album. I was really hoping you was going to have a go at that and not make me do it. (laughs) Mordecai, Mordecai. I'm probably slaughtering it, but it's amazing either way. (laughs) The whole album is great. Um, But yeah, no, they're an incredible, incredible band. I think they have like session musicians come in and things. Um, I'm not entirely sure of the format of of their band, like their music, but I'm going to see them in twice next year beginning of next year which i'm really looking forward to wonderful um, but yeah in regards to to intros jenna um the way that we're seeing trends change and this is probably the 350th time i've asked guests this question <laughs> and i'm still yet to frame the question right and work out how to kind of get across where i'm going with it but in in the way that the people are listening to music now is going to be far different from i imagine the way that you listen to some of these songs um from your formative years and i watch my children and have a find their music and listen to their music and they've got very very fast thumbs that and their attention spans seem to be kind of getting shorter. Uh, and so when you sit and, and write, are any of these kind of trends in, in songwriting kind of finding their way into your creative process? And by that, I mean, you know, I, I guess with more on the more commercial pop edge of things, you know, just songs starting with choruses and, you know, um, songs on two minutes long and it's just hook, hook, yeah. hook, hook, hook and, and things like that. And there's a place for that, of course. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying there isn't. But I just wonder, you know, with, with getting playlisted on radio and things like that, and I know that's always kind of been there as well. Can you see why I've never got this question right? I'll just go off on a fucking tangent. But, yeah, but, no, I do understand what you're saying. Um no, you framed it well. So, I mean, in terms of writing, you know, we do keep in mind as we're, say, say we're forming an EP, we'll keep in mind at the time tracks that we might go for as radio singles. So, you know, you know, well, hopefully the ones that we played on the radio and we will try and sort of tailor it to be suited to the sort of lengths of time that you are sure. quite set in. Um, and it is something that I think need to consider if you want to be getting into sort of mainstream um 
getting mainstream plays basically um obviously you know they can do radio edits and things like that so it's not the end of the world but um I think we've had a couple of our radio tracks been have have radio edits um so there's always that but I mean we we actually it's the conversation that we had recently because we're we are writing um at the moment so we've been sort of trying to lengthen some of our intros a little bit um just because obviously we the stuff that we play is very ambient um and we want to we're wanting to create you know a sense of atmosphere and things and I think a really solid intro can be you know an, an amazing way to do that um so I think possibly future stuff might have a little bit less consideration for strict time things. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely something that, that, that people have to consider, I think, um, which can be a bit restrictive, but not if you let it be. Well, this is the question <laughs> that generally musicians struggle with the most. What's the greatest ever intro? Um and this is the one that generally everyone's like, oh, just the others, I kind of knew what I was going for, but this one was quite tricky. Was there any overthinking of this or was your choice your choice or was there any other honourable mentions that you'd want to kind of sort of throw in there? Yeah, I mean, I am a chorus person. I do I go, um, I do enjoy a, a catchy chorus, but I mean, intro-wise, I was toying between this track, um, The Less I Know, The Better, Tim Impala, um, Blue Monday, New Order. Yeah. Um, and those were my kind of three that I couldn't, and I and it was this morning um, when I was speaking to, to my manager, she was like, you need to send these off. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm just trying to decide. I can't decide. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the one I went with. And it's because I'm, I guess I'm most excited to see them next year and, it's just, yeah, it's like the theme song for my summer. Um, and it's just such a feel-good intro. It's amazing. Yeah, it's um, got an amazing groove, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. Um, so I just I just went with it. Okay. <laughs> Jenna, I'm going to take you back for track two and ask you please to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Okay. Um, so the first song for me that had an emotional impact was Wild World by Cat Stevens. Um, and the reason for that is because it was one of my mum's favourite uh, musicians and she used to play it uh, all through my, my childhood on one of those sort of multi-CD player um, speaker things. And it would be on sort of all of our family little gatherings and things like that it would just be on. And it was just, it's just such a lovely song as well. And um, I still play it on repeat now. Every time I have a couple of drinks, it's my my go to. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's oh, it's, it. it's a beautiful record. Jenna, yeah. um, was was home a musical place then growing up? I mean, my dad is very into his new wave eighties um, sort of vibe. Um, you know, like OMD and things like that, and he he very much has always been supportive of the sort of style that I've gone with. Um, and, you know, my mum, bless her heart, she was, she used to work on cruise ships um, and she was a performer. She was in a lot of sort of um, theatre and shows and things like that. And she's always been, you know, very creative in that sense. Um, but 
I would say I, I would say not as much as a lot of musicians, but there was a lot of music. Yeah, I would say, and they were always very very encouraging because um, I used to play. I started off playing the clarinet, um, and then I moved on to the harp for quite a while, which was amazing. Um, and they were just always very encouraging of it. Um, so yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I was I was just then about to ask you where where home was and 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 how it was growing up there, and we'll get on to that. But how the hell do you stumble into harp lessons? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I think. My mum just, I was really young. I was sort of year five. Um, I don't really know. You'd have to ask her. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have to find out. But she just wanted me to do something a little bit out of the ordinary, I think. Yeah. Year um, five, that must have been huge. That it, really, <laughs> it really was. I remember having, I went and did a school talent show. I did two or three with the harp. Um and I remember it was a nightmare to get that down. Um, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a struggle, but yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful instrument. And I really, it's my one regret musically is, is not continuing with that because I've tried again. I've tried, and go, go, tried to go back to it as an adult and it, it, your brain's not as much of a sponge. Yeah. Um, and you're too sort of self-deprecating, I guess. And when you make mistakes, it's harder to overcome them. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, so the initial question was, where, where was home? And, and, um, and was it a nice place to grow up in? Yeah, so I mean, home is a few places for me, I think. So initially, I was living in Hertfordshire when I was really young and then I moved on to Oxfordshire and then Buckinghamshire so I mean my biggest chunk now probably is Buckinghamshire so Aylesbury um yeah I didn't enjoy it that much (laughs) hence why I don't live there anymore Um, yeah it was there's a I mean Aylesbury I think was known for Friars Square back in the day um 
music venue where David Bowie and a lot of other famous sort of musicians went along and played, which is now a car park, which is great. Um, and then I think since then, it's not really been a creative, a hugely creative environment, although there are a lot of local bands and a lot of musical people and, you know, creative people there, but there's just nowhere for them to go. Um, there's no real solid music venues or anything like that in the area. And trains into London are a nightmare and it's just, it's not accessible. Um, it's not an accessible place to live if you're into going to gigs and things like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick back up on that a little bit later because that's going to, that's got a kind of reference point in just in regards to kind of sort of areas that you live in and and they're not necessarily being a, a creative hub and that kind oh. of need to, to relocate to pursue that. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up on that. Um, oh. But staying in the sort of formative years, I'm going to ask you to tell me for track three, please, Jenna, the song that reminds you of your time at school. Yeah. Um, so the one that came straight away to mind was Bulletproof by LaRue. Um, I think it was released in 2009, which was when I believe I was in year seven. Um, and basically it was the theme song to this, this school trip that I went on in, um, to France. And I think we were playing it on some sort of brick phone, um, the bus just but all the way there on the ferry in the hotel every day all the way back it was just like yeah the go-to <laughs> um and it just every time I hear it I love the song anyway it's like an amazing song but every time I hear it it just brings me like straight back to to my youth if I can say that I don't know I'm 24 <laughs> but um yeah god that makes me feel young that that was your youth that to me feels like that was about three years ago bulletproof um but i'm probably sure it's it's probably closer to 15 or 10 or something um and and also just just talking about larue and and ellie uh i I was lucky to have ellie on here um and the knack that she's got for not that i'm any kind of tech head on vocals but she doubles up doesn't she she double like a, a uh, vocals are layered there's two recordings on every single there's two right. versions of her vocal i don't know what they, they call it double whatever there must be a, 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 um, a phrase for it double tracking is that it something like that yeah i should know i should know <laughs> and it and it kind of that's what really gives that thickness to her and as she yeah. said but like, her exact words were and that's why like live i never quite cut it how i want to which is like which is quite mad to be that honest about you know, you're, 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 because I, I think when you hear, and certainly the the scream edit of that song, like the kind of dubstepy one, where are you familiar yeah. with that one, where it's just that vocal, and mm-hmm. oh no, that's even for the kill, isn't it? That's not bulletproof, isn't it? That's even for the, the kill. kill, yeah, yeah. Like her voice, like I play that in my club sometimes, and it it's a powerful thing. That voice, it cuts through, and yeah, bulletproof, perfect pop record. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so did you enjoy school? No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like where you lived. Not a fan of school. <laughs> no, I'm I'm thriving now. I'm you know, I'm in my environment that I've chosen for myself. Um, surrounded by people that I choose to be around and are not forced to be around every single day. Um I wasn't I wasn't very well behaved in school. Um Why was that? I don't know. I don't know, I just think I was, I, was, I felt, you know, I'm going to be very cliche as a musician. I think, I think I was very un- misunderstood. Um, and 
I just didn't quite fit in with the people that I was, you know, because you don't really have a choice. No. Um, and I've always been a bit strange. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, not a nice not a nice environment for me to be in. I had a lot of sort of mental health problems and stuff when I was younger and it was just not very nice. And I ended up getting kicked out of my first school or dragged dragged by my ear out of my first school um, and sent off to another very fancy school <laughs> where I spent the rest of my um, years. But, yeah, neither neither were great. I didn't, I didn't come into myself and come out of my shell until, I think, my second year of college. Yeah. Um, which is when I met Josh, our bassist. Um, and I was finally around like-minded people. We were studying music together, and it was something that obviously I chose to do. Um, but before then, yeah. It's so Not important, that. isn't it, them college years? And my, my youngest that was 16 has just started college and had a, had a terrible time at school. And I was... You know, like her, I got into bands and stuff when I got to college. And and I said, trust me, when you get to college, you chose to be there. You will find your tribe. And when you find your tribe, it's the best. And like yeah. it was that kind of how it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, completely. Um was exactly like that. Yeah, it was, you know, I kind of wish, you know, my parents have always been very supportive. But I wish that someone had sort of reassured me that when I was in school because um yeah as soon as I sort of got into into college it was surrounded yeah like by like-minded people um and I just yeah a lot of the issues that I was having sort of slipped away and I wasn't the problematic um teenager or child anymore I was just yeah enjoying myself um yeah I mean I'm grateful grateful for school years but traumatic (laughs) during those years did 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 you know what you wanted to do well yeah I mean my school so the second school I went to wasn't very creative um it was more of like a sports school and things which is definitely not me like Bambi on ice it's problematic but um um yeah because I was playing instruments and I was going to singing lessons solidly throughout all my school years and it was the only thing that I was really fussed about and cared about although I did music GCSE and I got a D so that was kind of slightly disconcerting (laughs) um but yeah no it was I wasn't really fussed about anything else to be honest and then um obviously I went on to college I did two years two years studying music at college and then I did two years at uni studying music as well um and then I dropped out, but that's a different thing. <laughs> um, but yeah. But being like, where, where was college? Was that in Buckinghamshire? Um, so the first one I went to was Aylesbury College in Buckinghamshire, and then the second for the second year I went to Amersham College, which is Buckinghamshire as well. So um, did it feel? Did it feel being from them areas and you saying there being like a, a a lack of places where I guess your 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 tribe could hang out? Did it? Did it feel? like people from them areas could be successful in in music um I think it was definitely I mean definitely a concern because you don't if you're not going to gigs in that environment and being submerged submerged sub, what's that the right word in the in the sort of creative environment from yeah, from like submerged, yeah. yeah it's it can be quite a lot more challenging I think um and it just feels a little bit further out of 
out of reach, perhaps. Um, but I mean, with Amersham College, thankfully, that was that's on the end of the tube, yeah. the last stop on the Met line. So when I went there, it was much more accessible into London. And that's when I started being able to go to gigs and, um, you know, and I was driving then as well. So I was able to to sort of ferry myself around. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, felt much more sort of like you were in it. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you for track four uh, to tell me the first record you bought from a record store, please. Okay, so I did struggle with this one because I don't remember which exact song it was, but alternatively, I hope it's okay. Um, the first vinyl that I bought from a record store was OK Computer, um, obviously Radiohead. And my favourite song from that is um, No Surprises. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, I mean, the fact that you was at school when Bulletproof comes out, the thought that you actually went out and bought a record from a record shop. Yeah, I changed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, oh, let's. I mean, we could talk about radio forever, I'm sure. But let, that that record there, okay, computer. It's the like no surprises. It's just the most beautiful nursery rhyme ever isn't it it's just so yeah it's lovely I'm old enough that when that that come out um radio had radio had I've got the contract right at my venue uh I've got the contract framed on the wall um where I booked Radiohead uh for 50 quid and, uh, really? and I've got this contract uh, where I booked Radiohead for £50 and a case of lager. Um, but So I kind of had, had followed them from, from very early on. And yeah. and then I think hearing the bends was like, oh, my God, what, what is this? This is this has just changed guitar music. And I vividly remember like buying OK Computer the day it came out. And, and I think it's track four or five is exit music from a film. And that bit where then big steel drums just do that little roll before the last kind of big fuck-off epic chorus. Yeah. And I literally, I was living at home at the time, and I remember sitting here in bed on my own, and I just went, fuck. And, like, and I remember my mum just went, do you mind? I was like, oh, sorry, mum. And like, I was just so blown. I couldn't contain it. I literally was just in a room on my own, and it just blew my mind that somebody could, create something so incredible that just felt like it just I don't know I I don't know what I couldn't explain the emotion I got from that but oh my god and yeah and then to to finish up with with no surprises that's just the perfect little nursery rhyme to send you off or lullaby I guess to kind of close the album yeah perfect yeah it's amazing I mean Frank is the our guitarist is the radio head head <laughs> he's completely yeah a lot takes a lot of influence from them so I think we're missing him in that conversation but um yeah I remember being shown it the first time I think I was in my first year of college studying music by one of my friends um and she just showed me the the track and I was like I have to buy the whole album yeah. now Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I just got given a, a record player and I was like, that's going to be my first purchase. <laughs> um, but yeah. And some things kind of sound of their time and some things sound like they're just from out of time and that's that's one of them. I think sonically that could drop tomorrow and no one would mm. ever go, oh no, that sounds 20 years old because it doesn't, it just sounds like it's just kind of been beamed in from out of space and it just exists somewhere completely different to, to other stuff. Do you, know, do you know what I'm saying here? Yeah, or was that just a load of bollocks? <laughs> no, not at all. No, I can tell you're very passionate about radio. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I mean, I also want to talk about record stores and and being, you know, a breaking band uh, and the importance of independent record stores. You know, how how important have they been, you know, with the early releases for for the band? I think that's a difficult question for me because I don't get too involved with that kind of side of things. Sure. Um, I mean, our... So our EP that we're releasing next, what's the date today? 13th, so in like three days, is going to be available um, for the first time in in an actual solid form in a record yeah. store. Um, and they've bought out a few hundred of them, which is which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't, that's a difficult question for me. I don't think I'm the best person to answer. You, one of the other words. In which case, um, I'll ask you this then. Are you going to go... Yeah to a record store and go and look at your record in there oh yeah <laughs> you've got to probably do that, that. <laughs> of course. we'll probably take a selfie with it do everything go all out. <laughs> i'm really looking forward to seeing the final final product product because we've got our test ones um but they're in three different colors which is amazing so that'd oh, be beautiful i don't know which one they've bought out but yeah i'm like really really looking forward to seeing it in its final final form Lovely. Um, General, yeah. I'm going to move you forwards out of school and into clubs 
Uh, and for track five, I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me the song that soundtracked uh, us. I normally say your years clubbing, but, but, but you're still brand new. So, like, you know, you've got years yeah. of clubbing left. And, and you live in Brighton. Yeah. I mean, you, you live in a, yeah. a very good place to go clubbing. So uh, what's soundtracked your years clubbing so far, Jenna? So currently soundtracking my clubbing is um, I have chosen Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. It's quite controversial because I know it's not um, necessarily like club music. However, the clubs that I find myself going to, that's the sort of vibe that, you know, that that I'm going for. 80s night, um, you know, that kind of thing. Cheese room, yeah. Um, Is this this in Brighton? Yeah. They, yeah, uh, I don't really go clubbing. I go, I go to bars that play music, and yeah, and house parties. <laughs> they used but, yeah. to be really cool. Uh, is it called the Haunt? The Haunt. Haunt. It's now called Chalk, and it's moved a building along. Right, because it was right near the the seas front, wasn't it? And yeah. they used to do an up. My mate Hemron used to put a night on there called. Is it still nineteen eighty five? Ah, oh, I yeah. went twice. And I mean, I'm way too old to be in nightclubs in Brighton. Uh, but obviously, people were in their second time round enjoying the kind of retrospective. I was just enjoying the sounds of my youth. But, um, oh, that was a great 80s night in Brighton, that was. I miss it a lot, yeah. That is, it's a hole in my heart. Because I, when I first moved to Brighton, that was my go-to night out. Oh, was it? The, the horn 80s night, yeah. And I've said many times, I'm very upset that chalk don't really do similar. It's just, yeah, I don't know if they even do an 80s night, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's the same venue. It's just moved along a bit. Um, but yeah, I do miss that. It's a hole in my heart in the shape of an 80s night. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my go-to song. Every, you know, every time I hear it, I've got to find my best friend. We've got to go, we've got to dance together. We've got to hug each other. Um, yeah, that's my... My clubbing, my clubbing anthem. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Right, I'm going to take you home um, for track six, please. Uh, a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Yeah, so I have gone for for um, Japanese House, um, which is, I think, a solo project. Um, she's called Amber Bain, and I've gone for her song Sister. Tell um, us a little bit more about that because I only heard it for the first time today and it's glorious. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when I first heard Japanese House, I was at Bestival. I think it was the last one that was ever on the Isle of Wight. Um, and I, up until that point, I believed that it was a guy with a a higher pitch voice so I was quite shocked when I showed up and it wasn't that at all um <laughs> and that's I think, currently just had that's just happened to me then because I was like that's a yeah, guy okay. Quite a, okay yeah um I mean I, to be fair I don't know the pronouns at all but as far as I'm aware that they're correct but I mean um yeah so that song was essentially the sound the the soundtrack for me for my and all of their music was the soundtrack from my first year of uni um which was quite a depressing time and I think it fits the the vibe it fits the music um and I saw Japanese House at the joiners yeah 
in Southampton, which is where I was at, at uni in the first year. Um, I saw them play there in my first year of uni, and it was just, yeah, it was a bit of a difficult time for me um, being in, being down in Southampton. But I think that was my sort of saving grace. Um, Have music yeah. and gigs always been like a kind of a place for escapism? I think so. For me personally, or, gem- yeah, or just yeah, in general. Yeah. Um, I guess so. I mean, I, yeah, I go to my fair share. So I think that it's pretty safe to say that that's my sort of form of escapism. Um, and I would pick a gig over like a club night or whatever, anytime. Um, and it's a community, isn't it as well? You know, if, if it's a local band, everyone sort of goes along and you know, that familiar faces and you know people and it's nice to support, um, support other sort of local smaller bands as well um but yeah and so after sort of finding your tribe uh, after school and, and and throughout college and stuff would you say you grew in confidence i'm a completely different person um you're confident now i think i'm not um sort of outwardly confident in the sense that sort of people meet me and they're like well like calm down a bit. but I have a lot more self-confidence than I used to um I used to struggle severely with social anxiety to the point where I wouldn't be able to sort of go up and buy something in a shop on my own oh, really? um yeah it was that it was that intense but um I'm very much sort of I'd say I'm pretty comfortable with, with the sort of person I am now um I think yeah what about drive Jenna are you driven yes I mean in what sense career in life wise. In, music in career wise music wise yeah obviously it's the only thing that killed keeps me going and wakes me up in the morning um and I have thought about a world where I don't have a focal point of being in a band or being involved in music in some way and I don't like that prospect at all (laughs) um and it's yeah as I said it's all I've ever worked towards all I've ever wanted all I've ever put time and money into really um it's complete um financial and emotional investment yeah. <laughs> yeah okay jenna you get to have your own club now and you get to play dj and as part of that you get to turn someone onto something new so with that in mind for your last track a song mm-hmm. that many people may not know that you would like them to hear yes um so for number seven i've gone for moon tapes um, it's a song by them called Surf Song. Um, and from my memory, I think they're a band from Amsterdam. Um, and the song is from an EP, I believe, from, from 2019, I think. That was their last release. Um, and from my memory, I was on my way back from Truck Festival um, in 2017 with Josh, our bassist. We went together Um sharing a tent with Josh for four days was questionable, but um, um, very smelly. <laughs> um, and he showed me it on the drive back. We left a sort of, we left the day a day early because we were just, it was so rainy and horrible. 
um, and we were driving back late at night and he put a load of songs on that I didn't know and this was one of them um, and I just remember it being just a very amazing song to drive to um, and yeah I think they're quite a small band but I don't think they should be <laughs> well we, we we can help kind of spread the the love of that because what we do is we put together a, a spotify playlist jen of all the songs that you've chose today and obviously we'll put some of um your band on there as well and so listeners of this can go and go and have a listen to everything that we've spoken about today um as we find ourselves coming to the end of 2021 uh a far more connected and hopefully happier place than what the beginning of this year started out as um what are you looking forward to uh from the rest of this year uh personally jenna and what's going to be happening professionally so for the rest of the year we've got a few gigs october is our busiest month um of the year so far we have got our big lexington gig which we've been so excited for um that's our headline gig sold out um, next week, the 20th, and we've got a couple of other things. We've got going, we're going to Cardiff, uh, going to York, going to Norwich, Wild Paths, um, and then just sort of looking forward to closing the year, hopefully on a positive, um, hopefully some positive outcomes from these gigs <laughs> come, come to light. But um, for next year, super excited for our tour, our UK headline tour, um, which is uh, from my understanding end of March early Feb I'm going to some great cities and yeah hopefully a year of a whole summer of festivals that would be amazing um, for next year that we're, we've got our fingers tightly crossed for a lot of different festivals next summer um, and hopefully an album at some point I don't know that's probably a little bit adventurous without being signed but <laughs> yeah wonderful Wonderful. And if people want to keep up to speed with the band, where's the best place to do that? Yeah, so we've got all the socials. Obviously, we're on Spotify if you want to have a little lesson. But um, we've got Instagram, we're bleach.lab. Um, believe the same for, for Twitter and just bleach.lab on, on Facebook. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Jenna, it's been an absolute delight talking records with you. I really, really appreciate your time today. Thanks loads, mate. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me as well. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Jenna, Jenna Carl of Bleach Lab. Um, wonderful. Um, really appreciate her giving up her time to to come and chat. Um, if that's not, you know, convince you to go and check out Bleach Lab if you've not heard them already, like I'll give one more, one more little push to say just go and listen and wait until you hear. The band are incredible and Jenna's voice is is heaven sent. So so go get stuck in and uh yeah, and grab a grab a ticket for the tour next year and uh yeah, get supporting exciting new bands. And uh yeah. I'm back next time. In the meantime, um like I say, if this is your first time listening, go explore the back catalogue of three hundred and fifty or so episodes of this podcast and uh and just generally be excellent to each other and uh yeah. And I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, Stu Whipping. Hey,